Do you want me to tell you a secret? The name of this brand and this YouTube channel is based on a book and a character that I started, or actually I hated, when I was a child. Can you imagine what that is? I'll give you a clue. I think you've guessed it. Exactly. Alice in Wonderland. I used to hate this story. In fact, I still quite dislike it pretty much. How I became to embrace all the elements and all the dislikes and to actually create a brand from it is what I want to talk to you about in this video today. And I'm going to do that through three main pillars, which are going to be the following and they're going to be helping you too in your own process. So the first aspect that we're going to talk about is the importance of listening, analyzing and embracing what is presented synchronously over and over again, even if we don't like it. The Gothic elements that I have found in my evolution and to this day and how to use my experience as a source of inspiration for your own career and the important role that all of you who are there listening and commenting on a regular basis play. If you're in a moment of transition, personally making decisions or professionally having to take decisions and you are wanting to embrace all the paths that make you who you are and you want to find this light in darkness, then this video for you is for you this week, my friend. friend this is Alice and you are in gothic land a place where we learn more about ourselves our psyche and why we like the gothic so much for self-development and today episode episode 10 we're going to talk about the story behind Alice in gothic land and her amazing followers so that's you my friends and their roads so far and why I wanted to do this video is because there's many reasons and one of them is because we become the person that we are in the time we're now because of all these experiences that we consider negative, but that if we learn to embrace them, we can find a lot of light and we can find actually very interesting experiences and ideas and, and growth. So this is what I want to talk to you about today. And we're going to do this through these three main pillars that I'm going to repeat now. And... This is the importance of listening, analyzing and embracing what is presented synchronously over and over again, even if we don't like it. The second aspect is the Gothic elements that I have found during my evolution and to this day and how to use my experience as a source of inspiration for your own career or degree, whatever you're doing. The important role that you all play for being followers and why is that relevant to you if you may not have followers? Well, we're going to talk about that too. So let's begin with the first point which I have called uh, briefly listen analyze and embrace synchronicities um, and I have to confess my dislike for this book so this book which is not the one that I had when I was little that's a different one uh, when I started reading it I didn't feel it was 
a book for kids. Well, I didn't know at the time. I, I learned that later on when I realized why I didn't like it. And I started, you know, investigating a little bit further the life of the author, which a lot of people, you know, a lot of people do not really analyze authors' lives and their work. But I think it's so important because we cannot, you know, things are not created spontaneously. They do have an author and things from the unconscious mind get filtered through their work as well. There's, uh, some of it is unconscious, some of it is conscious, so it's manipulated. But there's a lot of unconscious stuff that goes in in our writing. So when I was reading this, I think my idea, my perception is that I kind of sensed that at the time. And when you put together the story and then what happened when people used to connect the book with my name, you're going to understand a lot of things. So the book, what I didn't like and I found that very, very traumatizing was this child whose mother is never around. And, you know, this mother thing is also symbolically very interesting because, um, you know, if uh, we don't have a mother, then a lot of things can happen and this childhood trauma and all sorts of things, which I'm going ahead of myself again. So this child that we don't know whose mother, whose mother is, falls into this hole on earth very scary and psychologically it could indicate something else too she goes she falls into this hole and she's chasing this rabbit that's why she falls and this rabbit is stressed out of his head because he's always running with a watch with one of those pocket watches uh, then there's a maggot that smokes joints and then there's this strange cat the, the cheshire cat and then the, the mad hatter and then this queen that chops and beheads people Oh man, it's, it's just too stressful. And then the growing and the shrinking and all that business going on. Crazy. As a child, I felt uh, anxious. I felt claustrophobic uh, when I empathized with Alice. So no, I didn't like it. And then what happened after was that when I was in the playground and people, all the kids will ask me what my name was. As soon as I said, Alicia, Alice, they would say, in Wonderland. And that was for many years the thing. And it continued until adulthood. Now recently, I don't get that anymore, maybe because I'm older, but now because of that routine, uh, I am the one finishing the sentence saying, like the story, which is pretty sad, but it's the reality. So here we are. A story that if you look into it and you're going to find a lot of gothic elements, we're going to go into that in a moment. And then when you connect my personal path and the dark sides and the dark steps that I took and things that happened to me, you may also understand why the brand is called what it's called. And that might inspire you when you're creating your own brand as well, if you are in the business of creating your own brand. So as I was saying, the gothic elements in my career... You know, even though I've always liked horror stories, this tale is pretty dark. And the gothic elements that we can find there, that I'm not going to elaborate now, and I'll tell you how we're going to do that, is because I found that there are these different things. There are probably more, but just briefly, we have that it presents us with a dark and surreal atmosphere. It presents us with isolation and alienation. It presents us with distorted reality. 
It also has grotesque characters. I want you to be thinking about this as I mentioned them. And there's moral ambiguity. And if we take this a bit further and we analyze this on the, a Jungian lens, my perception of what Jungian analysis does and what it stands for, we could see that there is a strong symbolism and metaphors in this Gothic context and that they could be interpreted as symbolic representations of Alice's inner struggles, fears and desires. So probably a job for, us, for an analyst, absolutely. But to talk about more about this in more detail, I invite you before I continue with my now with my life, I invite you to have a look at my Patreon page that I'm just uh, just opened recently, which actually has different tiers, different levels, and you probably know what what Patreon is and how it works, and it's actually to support the work that I do here in the channel, but also to give you extra things that I cannot give you right now here or in any other form so it's an invitation to keep talking about deeper analysis on text deeper analysis on things that you watch and things that you've read in the past and there are lots of different options like direct access to me uh, webinars and all sorts of different things so i invite you to go there on patreon and have a look at it and and support this work and then let's continue the conversation because that would be great so going back to my personal life then we have that when I was two, I went to the, to kindergarten, two or three, I was very young. I went to kindergarten and there I found my Queen of Hearts, which was my, my teacher. She wasn't very nice. Uh, she actually, uh, there were kids in the playground that used to throw me on the floor and, and lift up my skirt. Nowadays, this is called bullying. And this teacher will look from afar and she will do nothing about it. So this happened a few times and this is quite a traumatizing thing because you are pinned down on the floor and it's just harassment with all the words. And then there were times where she swapped my sandwich for somebody else's sandwich and I was very, very picky eater and that wasn't very nice. And then there were other times where she said to me, read these, you know, the, the vocab we had in Spain, we had a vocabulary um the vowels and notebook and and to start reading so we had we had a i no a e i or u and when i was trying to read and she would say if you make a mistake i'll punish you so because i wasn't sure that i was going to say correctly i would just go quiet and then i got punished anyway the thing is that i think i ended up in a dark room one of the classrooms that wasn't used which for a small child, that's traumatizing. So moving on to secondary school, I found that people that because they found that my my dress code was strange, that it's not that I was a goth at the time, um, and I hardly really been a goth. I've been more into metal and to other kind of clothing. Now I'm a bit of a mixture, but back then it was just my sense of, fashion that it was different to theirs and sometimes I was very smart going to school and sometimes if I saw something that I liked I, I would wear it and for these people that were a bit stupid if you ask me now they would just even blow their noses on my my long jacket and destroy my umbrella just because they thought uh, it was interesting it was funny so you know when you grow up with all these things even though I had friends I was always like a bit of the geek side you know what we, we were called the loser group. And 
never mind, you grow up with these things, you get on with life, and then as an adult, you bump into your, you start working, because I didn't do uni um, straight away, I worked, and then I went to uni as an adult. So as an adult working in companies and meeting other people, other adults, you find all these fauna and all these zoo of people that it's amazing what you can find out there, man. It's just like, okay, uh, some people just verbally abuse you, some people just manipulate you. I've had all sorts of things. So I think Pretty Montalis in Gothic Land was brewing in there. And finally, even with my relationships, I had some very interesting relationships that I could write a book or even do a, a, a playwright and take them to TV because uh, maybe Netflix might accept them for a film. They were that interesting. So all these elements, uh, even though I was a very colorful person and I'm still a, uh, these things mark you. Finally, I met my husband locally for me, but then life brought us dark times. Like for example, he has a, a cardiopathy, a cardiopathy, so he's got a heart, serious heart issues. Uh, I had miscarriages and we've had a business that we had to close. And all these brought a lot of despair. And thanks to all that, this brand happened. Alice in Gothiland became to life. So what I'm saying to you is if you analyze, in your case, you analyze all of these elements that may have happened in your life and you put it all in a list, like I did when I was building up this video, you put all those elements on a list and you start analyzing what was happening there and how you've actually embraced all those elements you can make something from that it's kind of um it's alchemical so you can destroy all the elements you can burn them down but just keep the essence of it and then from that build something new something that really resonates with you so this is very important when you as i said when you're rebuilding yourself again is to look not be completely blind blind spotted by the dark things or by the light things. It's just the balance. We always need to find this balance. Next paragraph, next part I want to talk to you about is, is that, that, that without followers, there is no paradise. And this is a very interesting part because I'm going to read you some of the comments that you've been leaving here. Um, recently, there's more movement. So I suppose that's because I'm posting, like trying to do this every week. But they have been looking back in time uh, into some of your comments and I found some very interesting ones, some of them in English, some of them in Spanish. There are, I think, because of the SEO and stuff this morning, Spanish are not in English, but maybe that's not the reason. Maybe the topics, um, they have different traction in one language or another. And it's very interesting when you comment there and it's also a very good moment to remind you that we can extend the conversation when you come and visit me on Patreon because uh, I'm going to comment very briefly on some things and I would really like to dedicate more time to you uh, when we talk on audio, when you when you WhatsApp me or, you know, it's I'm, I'm finding that I don't have a lot more time and I'm finding out that a lot of the advice or the things that I give you are useful for you to grow as, as a person or, or as a brand if you're trying to build your own thing. So I recommend you go there. So let's have a look at some of your messages that I find very interesting. Some of them, they are translations because they are in from the Spanish side and they are as follow. 
So in the video without followers, there is no, uh, sorry, what does it mean to be Gothic? I'm going to read a quote by Agustin Alberto who says, It is a super interesting topic about which there is little often open information. And those of us who truly consider ourselves Goths, and apparently we are, are the minority. The majority, for example, here in Mexico are called darks, darkies, etc. But they have the idea that being Goths means becoming rebellious during adolescence, leave school, not work, not abide by the rules, deface monuments, go against the established canons, go against everything, but they know Dracula and the movies and they never and they never read it. I say as I say this as an example. And some just like dark fashion, black clothes and boots, you should be here watching the you know, they should be here watching this video. Um this is very interesting, Agustin, and I thank I thank Agustin for this because it, it is in connection to that previous video, but I keep talking about this quite regularly because it seems to me that there is this otherness, this us versus them. And actually, the Gothic for me is if you feel it and, and that's how you uh, identify with, then it's fine. But it's true that for a group of people who feel that there's more to the Gothic than just the aesthetics, and we are looking into the psychological side of things because it really connects with us at a deeper level, and we see a lot of let's say, archetypes in Jungian terms in there, and we identify with these archetypes, then um, it's very interesting that more information about this is relevant and it's important that we should have it, that we should have more this type of conversation. So, yeah, I, I appreciate that. For the next video, for the same video, sorry, and then here we have um, someone who's very interesting, Emerald, that she has a channel called the Diamond Net, and Emerald, she's um, she's a union who works with she does shadow work for people who want to grow personally. She's in self development through this lens, and she uh, has workshops. She makes courses. She has one to ones as well, and she actually concentrates mainly on shadow on the shadow, and she elaborates the shadow and she goes in depth. And so if you go into her email list, if you visit her channel and go to her email list, then um, you will, you can access, you can have access and even you can visit her channel now after watching this. <laughs> so this is what she says, and I'm really grateful for that comment. She says, great video. When I was a teenager and dressing and identifying more under the umbrella of the term Gothic, the way I would define it is to say that I've always had darker aesthetics, aesthetic and creative tastes I've been interested in the dark side of humanity and how it gets expressed through a creative lens, through art, music, movies, fashion, makeup, etc. And this has definitely been true even back to my childhood in terms of the aesthetics that I was drawn to. And as a teenager, when I fully came to ident into identification with being gothic, I would say to myself, as I would receive a lot of judgment and negative attention from those who fear me and my appearance, that I wore my darkness on the outside so that I could be light on the inside, as opposed to the other way around. It was very evident to me that some people who reacted negatively to me back then had repressed their own darkness, and this repression was coming through in their personalities and judgmental and often fascistic kind of way. They were over-identifying with the light, and their darkness was repressed and festering into something ugly and obsessively focused in purifying. There is a quote by Simone Weil, Whale that goes, 
Imaginary evil is romantic and varied. Real evil is gloomy, monotonous, barren, boring. Imaginary good is boring. Real good is always new, marvelous, intoxicating. So I have always oriented the Gothic this way, though I only ran across this quote a few years back. It's romantic evil and it's also real good. So thanks Emerald for this long quote because and so elaborative because it really means a lot to me to have you in the channel commenting. We spoke in the past, I came to, I went to her for advice and she gave me the thumbs up to do something Jungian in, in Gothic literature. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you very much. So in the video, the collective unconscious and symbols of the great mother in Catalan folklore, a user without a name says, in Colombia, people talk about the Mohan, a river being of the Lassom Las and that carries a woman that was washed in the river to the fishermen port and that had to be offered goods such as tobacco. And this is in Tolima, Huila and Cundinamarca. Uh, this was a little bit difficult to translate because the original text had a lot of problems and basically what I like about this is the fact that we have folklore obviously because of the post with the video was about folklore and what she tells us is um, you know it's a bit of enlightening the fact that we are varied um, different cultures have similar myths and when we look at the folklore and the myths, and I've been doing a lot of work in this space uh, recently, mainly because of my analysis of the, the Catalan myth of the Dona Daigua, the water woman, and what it symbolizes in everything. I, I really like this, um, this testimony because it makes us think how the same kind of myth or similar myths and folklore uh, connects connects us all in our different cultures um, and then if you go to you want to do more of an in-depth analysis of why this folklore is like this and the hidden elements and then you go to the union side of things and you read um, Marie-Louise von Franz uh, then you realize what all these elements can be what is the collective unconscious what do we find there what is more individual of each culture and i think it's a it's a great way also to look for your own folklore your own myths and see how it compares to similar myths worldwide this helps you with your critical thinking but it also opens up a bit the mind and and creates a different some perspective and it's very very interesting okay another another video another comment was on sleep paralysis and the gothic and this was from my friend familia de osos who says good morning alice i have had several sleep paralysis and it is the most distressing thing you can experience now i haven't had one for a while all external and internal elements breath wind heartbeat etc are incorporated into the experience in my case, a presence always appears and puts itself on top of me, oppressing me. It's awful. It can be controlled with breathing. Uh, this is a very interesting um, testimony as well because I've been talking to this person recently, more privately. And in those cases, I invite you again to, to come to Patreon and see how we can continue the conversation there. And I have to say that in a case we would have to look also at other elements that I'm not going to bring here because they're personal, but there is um, a personal situation that could be contributing to this. There's also some health issues there. And in these cases, I think it's very important to 
have expert opinion. So on the one hand, to find out if there's anything medical or anything in the psychological space that needs addressing, if there's any other health issues there and other elements in your routines that might be affecting your sleep patterns. But there's also the factor of uh, the supernatural or things that we might still not know or even things that we still don't know about the brain that are very gothic, very dark and that precisely because we don't know them scientifically, we keep putting them onto other things, uh, which is another subject altogether. But it, there's a lot in, in the dream world. If we look at it from a Jungian perspective, Jung, like Freud did, they looked a lot into dreams and the dream interpretation. And it's a very interesting subject, something that I'm not qualified to really talk about online. But we can more or less talk about um, how we feel about our dreams and talk about our dreams in a private space and even... Um, as I said, just connect things with literature and talking about the dreams in itself and putting it together with other people's experiences, that's good enough. And then the analysis of that dream can go to the experts later on. But at least have an, an, an initial contact with, with exchange of opinions. Um, as I said, I'm not a specialist, I'm not an analyst, but when you start putting together certain elements of that person's uh, dream, dream experience and dream life, a lot of things can actually make sense. But as I said, it's a whole other world and it needs addressing properly. But I thank you for that. Another long uh, testimony is from Javier Villaverde who says, the first thing I want to say is that having these types of experiences are not pleasant, nor are they good for your health. In my case, I did not need any medical treatment I just changed some bad habits that made me suffer from anxiety and sleep disorders. That said, I have suffered from sleep paralysis for some years. When you sleep, you begin to have an uncomfortable dream or nightmare. At that moment, your consciousness awakens because you deduce that you are experiencing something unreal and you decide to end that dream. Therefore, you start to shake, tremble in your dreams and open your eyes a lot but not physically since your body is still asleep. When you wake up, you usually notice a rapid pause and, and a headache. The most unpleasant experience is undoubtedly the visitors. I consider it to be part of sleep paralysis, since the very nightmare from which one wants to escape can be caused by noises, steps, doors, breathing, or screams of family members. That is, people who sleep in the same house as you. Also, realistic visions of your room, turns feeling watched, manipulation of sheets, or directly the oppression of a hand on your neck. When you try to start a conversation or act normally with this phenomenon, it does not allow it and will continue to provoke you, only allowing you to scream, that is, its only purpose is to make you suffer as much as possible until you manage to wake up. I recommend that those who experience something similar try to solve the problem that keeps them stressed as, the be as best they can, that they do not sleep more than an hour in the afternoon, you know, Spanish naps, and that they ask for help if they cannot solve their issues on their own. And greetings and good video. Um, so basically, this is more or less what I was saying before, that um, it's a very broad subject. I tried to work on that a few months ago by addressing uh, Gothic literature, how these dream paralysis represents in, in that other context, in the Gothic literature. But it is true that it connects a lot with a lot of people, and I've heard a lot of these before. I've had some experiences myself, and it's always... Um, you know, a kind of conversation subject that we don't really have an explanation for, uh, even though there's some research and 
you know, we can talk about the hypnagogic and hypnopopic states and what happens in between the time we fall asleep and we sleep and the time we're going to wake up. You know, all the images that come to our brain, everything that comes from the unconscious and what is all that? What does that mean? You know, again, with an specialist, an analyst, that would be great to be analyzing it little by little. But it's a, it's a complicated, very interesting topic. And for us here, uh, actually, the interesting part is to, I cannot really solve the problem because I'm not an expert, but we can look uh, into the literary space to see how that performs and how that is expressed and why certain figures appear and maybe even archetypes appear in that kind of context. Okay. The shadow and its connection with the Gothic. We have Augustin Alberto again saying, I like Gothic literature, Tim Frankenstein and Camilla, the environments, buildings, etc. And I enjoy horror movies and series. I have experienced how aunts and or grandmothers demonize all these. A child who enjoys it, even a fan of Chucky, Melina, Maleficent, etc. They put so much in his head that today, even though he wants to enjoy it, he says, better not. And not because it scares him, but because he's aunts and his grandmother told him that those things are not good and they hurt him. It's sad because firstly they, li they limit his freedom of choice and secondly they leave him with that frustration of wanting to see something that he clearly enjoys. I mean this is very crucial and I talked about this in another video when I was talking about if we should expose kids to horror and for me in that video I didn't quite elaborate it all as I maybe uh, I could have done and I concentrated on one book that I used in, in one of my classes. Uh, but it's true that, as Augustine says here, you know, the fact that uh, we don't give the kid freedom to choose what he or she wants to watch, that's a mistake because they need to be exposed to things they like, but also to things that might scare them. That's how we prepare people for the future. That's how we prepare our children to become resilient and to be to have tools to protect themselves from from external um, threats. But also, yes, if the child doesn't like that, that kind of thing, of course, I'm not going to recommend you to expose your child to things that are gonna give him nightmares. But the thing is that nightmares, at the end of the day, they happen whether we expose them to things or not, because there are scary things during the day too. The unknown, the things we don't understand, they can create nightmares as well. So what is the balance? The balance is actually being there for the child, expose them to everything in a balanced way, and then don't create extra traumas or extra bad experiences because you are scared or because you had a bad experience with that and then you are extrapolating that into your child. You're actually probably in that sense what we will be talking probably is about um, projection. So we have to be very careful with, with how we educate as well. Okay. So there's another video about Celtic portals in Gothic literature that um, we have um, Sarah who says, I follow the Celtic tradition very closely and celebrate those portals. I didn't know that this is also, this also has to do with Gothic beyond Halloween. I love it. I would like to ask you if you think that esoteric knowledge and the occult do you also think it's gothic? You know, if you think that this is also gothic. And with Sarah, we've had a lot of conversations recently because she's become my client now. Um, and a, a very faithful follower, I have to say. I'm really happy with how she's moving on as well. She also has a, a little channel that you can go and find out and watch about tarot reading. Uh, sorry, astrology. 
a terrible reading. Well, I don't know what I was thinking. It's lips of the tongue. I think I was thinking about someone else. And um, astrology. But she's also a, a gothic fan. She loves gothic literature. And she's starting to do, create her own brand through all these, putting together all these bits that I was telling you about before. So go and check it out as well. You've got plenty of things to think about today. And of course, that's what I mean. Without your contribution, this video wouldn't have taken place. And the channel is evolving as well because of what I see, the demand that I see. And I've been thinking for a while how to put all this together in a way that sustains itself. And that's why I think it's very important your support. So I'm going to address you again to uh, Patreon, which is the place where you can go support me, but get more of me as well. So it's a, a, a fair a fair deal. Also, um, you can go and this is free stuff on my website. Go to gothicalis.com and then you can find a download to self-recognition test. Uh, you can also have uh, access to a free webinar, Exploring the Depths. And of course, you can sign up to my course, Exploring the Gothic Psyche, that started already in January, but that you can enroll to from now on and just watch the recording of the last one and enroll for the next months because that's presential. That's, uh, sorry, that's online, but it's, uh, it happens, it's live. So, and they're recorded. So to wrap up very quickly, oh yeah, and you can book a free session with me as well if you want to see how we could actually work together and collaborate. So to wrap up and summarize all the points, the first thing is that in listening to what happens to you, analyzing, putting everything together, and embracing all the things that you feel that are dark and then they, but they keep repeating they keep coming back is very important when you are trying to uh, integrate all these elements of you whether for is for personal reasons or because you're building a brand the next aspect is that you know looking at all the gothic elements that have made you who you are is very interesting when you see them all put there on, on a list and then all of a sudden you will realize that things make sense and then also the importance of having people to talk to even even though you might be a very shy person I think being able to share uh, with other people with a small group of people nowadays you don't even need to leave your house you can just do it online is a great way to have this exchange of opinions it brings clarity it brings light into your own darkness and it's a great experience when you see that there are other people out there like you. So I hope that all this has been useful. Now you know why Alice in Gothic Land is called Alice in Gothic Land. Partly the book, partly my name. You know, when I used to say people in the playground, you know, it's none of your business what my name is. I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the story. So when they would ask, would ask me about my name, I would say none of your business. So in the end, I had to embrace it. And that's what I did over time when I realized about the Gothic. So I hope that my story enlightens you. It inspires you as always. And without any further ado, I invite you to subscribe, to like, to share and to check my social media. Some of you forget that I'm on Facebook, Instagram, all Twitter and other things that I will post here. And I hope to see you next week. I hope that you leave a lot of messages on this video as well and that we can keep talking. Don't forget to be as gothic as always and then we'll keep talking. See you next video. Bye bye, my friend. Take care.